This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump pushes to please farmers. A new NAFTA soon? House GOP prepares to advance partisan farm bill. Trump pushes to please farmers. The Trump administration making concerted effort to assure farmers that everything's going to be fine despite the pending Chinese tariffs, U.S. withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, months of negative comments from the White House about NAFTA, persisting low commodity prices, and falling farm revenues. To cap off weeks of reassuring the ag sector, much of which supported Trump's candidacy, the White House released a one-page paper Friday titled What You Need to Know About President Donald J. Trump's Success Opening International Markets to U.S. Agriculture. The paper starts out with a description of how Argentina just this week finalized an agreement to open up its market to U.S. pork and highlights achievements such as China lifting its ban on beef and the European Union reducing regulatory burdens on U.S. citrus. The actions of the Trump administration will provide U.S. agriculture and food producers with access to markets worth billions in trade, the White House document says. Throughout his presidency, President Trump has called for better treatment of America's farmers. The congratulatory list came a day after a meeting at the White House between Trump, USDA Chief Sonny Perdue, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, farm state governors, and members of Congress to discuss agricultural trade. Trump pledged at the meeting of the end, the farmers are going to be, I think, the biggest beneficiary from all of what's happening. They are great people. We love our farmers. They were so good to me during the election that whole, much more than the center of the country. Both Trump and Purdue have repeatedly called farmers and ranchers patriots in recent days for understanding that they may have to suffer crushing Chinese tariffs on soybeans, pork, wheat, sorghum, oranges, lemons, almonds, plums, strawberries, and many other commodities as a consequence of Trump's effort to punish China for intellectual property theft and steel and aluminum overproduction. But the ag sector was facing hard times even before the budding trade war, and farmers and ranchers are terrified of losing foreign markets. Chuck Cotter, president of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, said agriculture's business plan doesn't have as many facets to it as perhaps other industries. Our sole business plan for the future of American agriculture is expanding trade. A new NAFTA soon? Vice President Mike Pence said Saturday, He believes the U.S., Mexico, and Canada could wrap up negotiations to rewrite the North American Free Trade Agreement within the next several weeks. It's not done yet, said Pence at a press briefing during the Summit of the Americas in Lima, Peru, where he met with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Mexican President Enrique Piñonita. Pence stressed there were still issues unresolved, but also claimed a strong optimism that a deal will be struck soon. Meanwhile, Canadian Foreign Affairs Minister Christian Freeland, Mexico Economy Secretary Aldefonso Guado, and Deputy U.S. Trade Representative C.J. Mahoney met on the sidelines of the summit in Lima, that according to a report in the Toronto Star. House GOP prepares to advance partisan farm bill. Members of the House Agriculture Committee are supposed to file proposed amendments to the farm bill today. However, it looks like the committee markup for the bill scheduled Wednesday could be shorter than usual. Committee Democrats appear ready to save most of their farm bill attacks for the House floor. 
The panel's top Democrat, Colin Peterson of Minnesota, said at a radio interview Friday with Adams on Agriculture that he expected few amendments to be offered in committee. Another senior member of the committee, Jim Costa of California, told AgriPulse that some amendments may be offered but withdrawn. That's a tactic committee members use to make a point about an issue without forcing a vote they are certain to lose. Peterson said he was 0% optimistic that Democrats and Republicans will work out an agreement on the bill before Wednesday. The committee meeting could be a bit awkward. Peterson and Chairman Conway, Republican of Texas, have not talked in about four weeks. Peterson has become increasingly caustic in his criticism of the bill. CBO analysis points to potential flashpoints with Senate. The Congressional Budget Office released its analysis of the bill late Friday, and it points to some of the areas where there will likely be some tough negotiations with the Senate. Conaway funded a number of priorities in the conservation title and even in other sections of the bill by eliminating the conservation stewardship program. Killing CSP gave Conaway more than $12.6 billion over 10 years to put into other priorities. And in the nutrition title, Conaway used tightened eligibility rules for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program to fund several initiatives that could get support among Democrats in the House and Senate. One of those provisions would earmark $1.2 billion to match supermarket incentives for SNAP recipients to buy fruits, vegetables, and dairy products. There was at least one source of funding in the nutrition title that will have support on the Senate side. That provision produces $588 million in savings by eliminating duplicative SNAP benefits. That's not an insignificant amount of money, but it's nowhere near enough to fund all the incentives that nutrition advocates would like to see in the final bill. Bumper crop to push Russian wheat exports even higher. The Russian wheat crop last year was even bigger than expected, and that's going to push the country's exports into uncharted territory. That according to USDA economist Seth Meyer. Russia, now unchallenged as the world's largest wheat exporter, is expected to sell 38.5 million metric tons of the grain to international buyers this year. That's 10 million tons more than last year and 13.5 million tons more than the U.S. is forecast to export this year. Meyer said in a USDA audio posting about Russia's harvest, quote, yields have been off the chart. Russia produced 85 million tons of wheat in 2017, up from 72.5 million tons in 2016, and just 61 million tons in 2015. Myers said that many were skeptical that Russian exports would be hampered by infrastructure and port constraints, but those concerns have not been validated. He said, well, so far, it turns out they've been able to handle all of that. North Carolina Farm recalls eggs after 22 illnesses. The Food and Drug Administration announced Friday that a North Carolina farm is voluntarily recalling more than 200 million eggs after the producer was linked to a potential salmonella outbreak that sickened 22 people. Recalled eggs from Rose Acre Farms, which produces about 2.3 million eggs per day at their North Carolina location, were shipped to retailers and restaurants in Colorado, Florida, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia. 
Salmonella, according to the FDA, can cause serious and sometimes fatal infections in young children, frail or elderly people, and others with weakened immune systems. Most commonly, the bacteria causes fever, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and abdominal pain. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.